You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. The Celtics are on fire in a bad way. Yeah, um, they're like <laughs> in, in a dumpster on fire. They're in a dumpster <laughs> on fire. Derek and Steve present a temporary approval. Like a, what would that be test, in legal speak? Test, like a, like, like an a injunction te- or something? Supervised release. Supervised release of the knee pit term. What the hell? <laughs> that's not the Johnny Manziel I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why the league's folding. Isn't that the guy who said, I can't hear you, I have too much money in my hand? All right. Fancy, fun, goofy, dark, and gray. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 128 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is going on? Derek. Happy late belated Easter. Happy late belated Easter. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, I had a wonderful weekend with the family. Uh, was very nice. busy last week, which is why we did not podcast. Yep. Um, but we're back. Law school and Easter is a, is a big combo for you. It's the only combo for me <laughs> in this life. <laughs> uh, but we are How back. How are you, Derek? I'm good. I'm good. I had Easter as well um, at my cousin's house. Um it was a little bit more low key than I think yours is. It was just some kind of Easter meal, some ham and stuff. The uh, question is, when are you going to come to my Easter? I know this has been mentioned before. Uh, I think it will happen at some point. Um, it's so fun. It's not because like, I wouldn't say that my family Easter is like a like a, it wouldn't be like missing Christmas, you know? Like like it's not like a right. it's not a huge thing. Like I, I do we do always do something with my cousins on Easter, but um, you know. I think for an occasion, I could I could not go to that and go to the the big the big fiesta of Easter at the Nicholas household. So yeah, I think we got to figure that out. Do it. Missing Easter for me would be like missing Christmas. Really? That's how big. That's it how is. big it is. Wow. Yeah. It's bigger than Christmas. Wow, that's crazy. But you have a big right. you have big a lot of extended family that is involved in that, right? Correct. It's a yeah. huge family reunion, and it's that's a crazy. That's cool. That's cool. So, so there you go. Your family's Post. invited too. <laughs> all right, I'll bring I'll bring them all. Um, Just Adam. <laughs> um, Post Easter episode one twenty eight, um, we have a good episode for you. I think uh, we're switching it up today for all you people that are sick of hearing us talk about sports. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna save that for the second half of the podcast. Um, the first half is gonna be pop culture, which is uh, what you guys hear with our TV and all that stuff. And obviously, Game of Thrones is back, which we haven't talked about yet. So. We got a lot to get through. Steve, you got anything else before we kind of kick it straight into it? The only thing I want to say is that I have actually had multiple, multiple requests, and this is from different people at different times, okay. for us to watch The Bachelor or oh, Bachelorette God. again and do the episode recaps. Okay. We can consider uh, we've that. Been, we, we've been on a hiatus for a while. Let me say this. Um, we, we, we skipped- Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, we skipped the last few seasons. We tried to watch the final of one of the seasons. It- We've, we've been getting further away from that. It may be time for a reboot. That's just my thoughts. So let me say this. Um, the, here's, the only, here's the only reason that I consider a re- reboot to be on the table. <laughs> so the, tell me if, if not for this, a reboot, a reboot would be off the table for me 100%. <laughs> um, the fact that we don't regularly podcast on Monday nights anymore means that I might be willing to do a reboot. If if we were because in our old process, like we would have had to watch The Bachelor for two hours and then podcast like right. that. 
I don't think people understand how much we sacrifice to do those bachelor segments. I don't I don't know <laughs> yeah, I don't right? know if they understand that. That's uh, three emotionally, physically, spiritually, <laughs> like, just like, all we, over when, the place whenever, sacrifices. When, whenever we've given podcasting advice to people, what I generally say is like, okay, assume that you're gonna need like about as much time to edit it as you do to record it, right? So let's just go with that. And that didn't always wasn't always the case. Let's assume that. So we record for an hour, edit for an hour, and watch The Bachelor for two hours. That was four hours every Monday for you the for bachelor, you guys. The ba- and the Bachelor and Bachelorettes are too long. There's too Way much too <laughs> garbage fill filler. Uh anyway. Anyway, we'll, we can we it is on the table. Uh, uh, we'll consider it. We'll consider it. We'll consider it. Cool. Um so without further ado, let's jump it into period or half number one, which is pop culture. Pop culture, and as you can hear by the slightly altered segment identifier here, it's Game of Thrones. Uh, might not do that every time, but this is the first time in a long time that we're talking about Game of Thrones on our podcast. Um, it was what, like a year and a half hiatus, at least it probably was since the last se- since yeah, season seven. It's been, it's been a while, but Game of Thrones is officially back, it is back baby, and it is in full Get swing. Get excited! <laughs> um, so if you if you haven't watched the first two episodes, I would suggest skipping at least like the next. 10 minutes or so and figure out what we're talking about True. in 10 minutes because we're we will be we will be spoiling you can't avoid spoilers at this point i don't think um which there's so, not much to spoil true but we it's will true. be spoiling yeah exactly so don't get mad at us for uh being any, having anything spoiled um so game of thrones two episodes in the books these were the two episodes that from even before the season started people knew that these two episodes were a little bit shorter in length then the final four will be the final four episodes are all flirting around 80 minute run times. Um, the first two were, That's I think so long. I know it's like, those are feature films, basically four of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, so the first two episodes were about 52, 54 and 58, I think technically. So what are your takeaways and overall reactions from the first two episodes of season eight of game of Thrones? All right. So Game of Thrones will forever get the benefit of the doubt because it's Game of Thrones. They've done a great job through seven seasons. Um, just for the sake of this conversation, I have very much disliked the first two really? episodes. Okay, and not purely because they are uh, not like there's not much action and there's not much going on, but they feel a little forced. Like there's a lot like the. Uh, just we're gonna. I'm just gonna rattle off some off some stuff that we can talk about separately. Sure. But like the Arya sex scene, or like um, the, the like, there's a lot of forced humor, yeah. or the, all the, all these people just meeting up random. I mean, they're all meeting up on purpose because they have to be there. But it just seems very. I don't know. It not organic. Like all yeah. these people traveled hundreds and thousands of miles, and now they're all just like sitting in the room talking about crap. And I don't know. It was, the both episodes have just been. One person talking to one person, or two people talking to two people, or five people talking in a group. There's been no other things, um, and I appreciate that they're doing that because they're. You could tell the last episode, the second episode was a. Here's all your favorite characters. A lot yeah. of them will die soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get a, get a good look at them. Yeah. Um. So, I didn't love them, but like I said, they get the benefit of the doubt. They know what they're doing. I'm. It hasn't lessened my appreciation of 
this season or uh, this show at all. So I'm very excited for the next few episodes. Yeah, I, I thought How it was really you? I thought it was really interesting looking at the reaction to episode two. I, I was very intrigued by what. I thought, and then what I saw online, and then how I ended up coming away from it. Like, so the, I mean, I, I think I might have literally said to myself during episode two, like, this is so boring. But like, like yeah. I, I think I said that I almost to fell my, asleep. I think I said that to myself out loud. I think I said, this is so boring. Like, and, and, and I don't know if it's because, and, and, and so I do want to clarify that that doesn't mean I hated it, but, but, but you're just, you're so worked up for the last season of Game of Thrones, right? And like, I then go online and, there were so many extremes of opinions on this episode. Like a, a lot of them people are saying, yeah, it's boring. There's no action, but I, I don't consider myself one of those people that thinks every game of Thrones episode with no action fight scenes is boring. Like, like I don't think Same. that, you know what I mean? Like I think politics and, and dialogue and intensity and conversation is a huge part of game of Thrones. So I, you know, I, I think that that's not my bar for thinking an episode is good. And, and I do appreciate the, the way that everything was brought back together and how these characters have morphed back together. And like, you know, a lot of people from a critical standpoint or from like a, um, like a kind of analyzing the TV show standpoint are saying it's really impressive how they've brought all the storylines back together and they're all kind of here. And, and I, I can understand that. Um, but I just felt that, you know, when you add those two episodes up, it's like 110 minutes or so of, yeah. of really nothing has progressed in this season so far. <laughs> Um, right. like we're talking about the same things we were two episodes ago. And now in fairness, it's kind of awesome that we know that's over. Like, like we are basically a hundred percent sure that we're diving in next episode. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'm nervous. It's already. A, so, so you're nervous. You're excited about that. Like the director is the big battle guy, the battle scene director. That's very well known for that. It's a long episode. The cliffhanger is no questions about it. Like there's nowhere, there's not, there's no delaying anymore unless they spend some time in King's Landing. There's nothing to delay. You know, so I think um, I think that that makes it really exciting. But so, so it's I think it's back and forth. I think that there have been some really powerful dialogue parts. Um, and, and so, you know, obviously some of the things with John and Danny have been important. There's I, I know we have putting down here Sansa and Daenerys are, is, an, is an important dynamic. So what are some of your um, outside of the overall takeaways? Let's maybe focus on some of the positives or things that interest you. Like what what so far yeah. is kind of sticking out? Um, so you don't have to or not just positives, but just into a few specifics. I'll be honest; nothing is sticking out yet. Like I, even the the most celebrated uh, scene of the last two episodes, where Brienne of Tarth gets uh, yeah, knighted I, by Jamie, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's so beautiful!" But like, she's almost guaranteed to die now, like, <laughs> guaranteed, and it's yeah. just kind of like a a curse. Like yeah. if something good happens to someone, they're guaranteed to die. Yeah, so. It, it's, I mean, and if she doesn't, that's great, but I don't know. There's no, there doesn't seem, the only storylines right now that seem to be important are Sansa versus Daenerys, which I don't like. It's very mm. awkward. Yeah. And John versus Daenerys, which is also very awkward. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, there's no main storyline that I really am following besides this huge battle is coming yeah. and everyone needs to fight in it. Um, maybe I'm missing, am I missing any storylines? I mean, Bran... There's storylines there. It has I some mean, weird, but... like, <laughs> branching storylines out of the past and the present and the future that I can't follow. But And, and yeah, no one can follow it, first of all. <laughs> it's, like, Bran's just confusing, just says 
says weird stuff all the time. Like no one understands what he's talking about. And then like crazy stuff. And and, and I know he's going to be critically important to this thing, but it's like no one in there, no one can piece together what his significance is. Like, like and he could easily tell people, and he won't. I, yeah. He sees everything. Yeah, no, or oh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, like, hey, buddy, why don't you just tell us where the Night King is? Like, is he yeah, is he with the Army of the Dead or not? Like, just give us some info. Just dude. tell us. God, so Bran is real annoying. Like, I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm pretty tired of Bran. Um, but he's obviously I, he's going to play a huge factor in the next multiple episodes. But I think, um. Yeah, I think you're right. Like the Sansa versus Daenerys and John versus Daenerys are the two kind of conflicts right now, which I don't like because that's like, I mean, I I understand their significance, but it, it's they kind of both they cop out of all of those with like, oh, well, the army's here, so let, let's let's punt on this one. Like, yeah, like what, yeah, like, right. like I want an answer. Like, so John had a chance to be like. So I, I understand it. it's for the suspense of the show and to leave that storyline hanging there and kind of being open. But John had a chance to just be like, I'm worried about the army of the dead. Right. <laughs> like like that. He's done that at every turn. And now yeah. suddenly he it looks like he kind of is like, oh, I should be the king of the of Westeros. Right. Just because he he found out what the truth was right about his birth. And it's like so that doesn't feel like a natural change from his character to me. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's some things I could complain about. But again, when it comes down to it, like the show is still amazing and we have what's going to be an amazing upcoming, whatever happens, I think is going to be just like, it'll be captivating what we're, what we're going to watch. Right. I am, like I said, I'm excited and nervous and anxious all at the same time. That, that last episode was like a clip show. It was almost just like, look, (laughs) here's a little taste of every character. Just so you know who's involved. Yeah. And a lot of them are going to die. So exactly. Get ready. Anyone who had a Um, sentimental moment is going to die. So, right. Um, one huge, oh, also just a, I read an article. This is not an original take, but something bad's going to happen in the crypt. Oh yeah. Something very bad's yeah. going to happen in the crypt. Well, there is a, there's multiple references to the crypt, um, with Davos tasking that little girl to protect it. Um, the, uh, Jorah Mormont little girl, the little Mormont saying, I'm not waiting in the crypt. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown woman. I lead my people. And also, and uh, and Sam in the crypt and Daenerys or not Daenerys um Tyr- sorry Tyrion is uh was like I should I'm a fighter I fought and like no you're in the crypt we need your mind so yeah. like there was four references to the crypt in one episode yeah. and you're like yep well we're gonna see like I called it a headless Ned Stark White Walker <laughs> well I called that we're did. gonna find that clip if Ned Stark's headless body comes out and starts <laughs> white walking all over people yeah. you're gonna be Oh my gosh, I better well, win some sort of prize. A lot of people, I mean, so first of all, the Army of the Dead, the, the, like the crypt is the worst place to put to, to for safety when the Army of the Dead can raise people from the dead, right? So that's like, that's a that's a big problem for, for considering that place to be totally safe because you just don't know what they can do. If, if one of them gets in there, like it's game over maybe, I don't know. So, but, but, but along your point of four references to it, right? I think this is another thing that you can point to that's like this is not like game of thrones that i know right like game of thrones is treating this crypt thing like it's the like it's the cheesy horror movie where it's like you're gonna walk into the backyard and like everyone and their mother knows that there's a there's the axe murderers out there right like that's that feels like what's happening it's like oh obviously the crypt is where everything's gonna go down that's bad because they've referenced it a gazillion times right and like even like you said like with the like you know, John and Danny on this like dragon flying date where they're like 
like high school yeah, high schoolers like this is game of thrones what is this what am i watching <laughs> yeah, exactly like like this right. this this girl has ruthlessly been leaving nothing in her path for the for the iron throne and now she's like on like a a 12th grade date with Jon Snow like and then like, and then Daenerys is is out here telling Sansa that she loves, loves Jon loves, Snow yeah. and he he manipulated her and like dude that I've seen them together four times tops yeah like talking together <laughs> yeah, right it's wild yeah so They're, I mean it's it's part of having a final season you have to get everything in yeah so they're yeah. they're cutting some corners on a on a show that typically is long and drawn out and there's huge build up and there's multiple storylines everything's now converged into one storyline yeah. and cannot be drawn out so they're they're really just jam packing it in there right right and it's hard it's I mean, it makes for some boring episodes but half the people will die clear out the field and we'll we'll keep moving Sure thing. So, uh, so before we move on from Game of Thrones, last thing, um, I guess uh, two things here. You wanna you you wrote down internet memes. I, I think you've had I did. You've liked these, so you want to speak to any. I'm of it. just saying that if you're not on the internet, you should check out the internet because it's great. Because um, because <laughs> the Game of Thrones memes that are that have spawned from these first two episodes are so good, and I cannot get enough of them. Um, there's no like central source. I see them all over Twitter, or I'm sure they're all over Instagram yeah. and and Facebook, et cetera. But people are getting very clever over over these uh, uh, the first two episodes, and I cannot wait for the for the following. So yeah. we are big, at least I am, big fans of the Game of Thrones memes that are coming out of this season, and I fully support it and want more of it. I completely agree. I'm also a big fan of those. Um, and yeah, you're right. There is no singular one, but it's just like there people take whatever scenes happen or images you get from the show. And like they're, yeah. they're doing great stuff for them. So. Like the, uh, for, for example, one is, uh, Daenerys is about to blow a three dragon lead or, <laughs> um, or John, John and Daenerys are going on dates. I got night King and four. <laughs> It's just funny, like, yeah. and a lot of them are basketball related too, because of yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, right. well done, internet, for sure. Um, so, last thing to talk about uh, before we move on, um, I, I don't want to call them predictions, but like, what are? Do you have any hot takes, or do you have any like suspicions about what's going to happen? Um, yes, yeah, I do. Go ahead. I have two hot takes. One is my my hottest take slash coldest take <laughs> um, is that the. N- uh, the crypt. There is a White Walker Ned Stark. I think okay, he yeah. comes back holding his head in his hands. That's so, for real. That's I, I think that's a hot take because of the sp- the specific nature of it, right? Like I think if you said that, oh, the the crypt's gonna have some people rise from the dead. Like okay, that's not that hot of a take. Like it seems like it's gonna happen if, Ned if Ned Stark, Stark comes back. back. Yeah, and it's like the the kids are faced with with that. Yeah, that's a hot yeah. take. My my second hot take. My prediction. This is an actual prediction. Okay, there's gonna be a Night Queen. Night mm. King either gets to Daenerys or Cersei. They become the Night Queen. They rule that, and that's how it ends. There's a Night King and a Night Queen on the throne. You think they end up on top? I think they win, yeah. Uh, my dad's theory is actually a pretty good one, too, is apparently, so he said this before the season, so shout shout out to him, but our, he said Arya is going to face swap into a Night Walker, and kill the Night King. That was his prediction. That's a good prediction. At the prediction. beginning of the season. I like that prediction. And the weapon that she got, if you did not notice, remember that what yep. weapon she got last time? Yep. Is the same weapons that the White Walkers carry. It's Interesting. like a spear. I did not notice yeah, two, that. Two-sided spear. The yeah. one that she had custom made for her? 
the one that she had custom made is the well at least he says i didn't i haven't like done the research yeah, yeah, he yeah. says because he's very excited about this theory he's like it's the same weapon that they use it's the same weapon that she used. She's gonna do it. That's so great. That's, his, that's a great that's theory. theory. If, that weapon yeah. is good corroborating evidence right there. I like right? that theory. I know. Um, and why and, would they make such a big stink well, about well, it if right, it's and, just a spear? And that could go hand in hand with this whole plan they have with Bran. You know, like I think like using him as bait. Like Arya is going to be involved. Uh, like I think that's a good. Right. Pl- that's a good theory. Although why why it can't why would she get it that several episodes? Exactly. Why would that? Why would she get that weapon made rather than the the needle that she's had her entire arc? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. It's true. She, there's a purpose. There she needs that. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I like your I like your theory of the Night King, uh, getting a Night Queen. Um, I think that Cersei is the one to, in my opinion, who that would be. Um, yeah. One of our friends had sent us. <laughs> one of his friends uh, had a long prediction. Did you end up reading that prediction? Or no? I Did you didn't avoid? mainly because he said it was very detailed and almost probably too yeah, accurate. It's, and I, it's detailed. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's who's to say how accurate it is. But um, this is kind of a related piece from one of that. But I think that uh, I, I'm expecting that, and especially since we didn't get to see him at the end of this cliffhanger in the last episode, I think the Night King is not currently with that army that we saw at the at the wall. Uh, or sorry, at the uh, at the edge of Winterfell. I think that the Night King mm. is flying because the Night King is flying on a dragon. He can go wherever he wants. I right. think he's going to King's Landing potentially with with some of his army but i think that would match up with your theory about cersei because like i can't just see cersei just hanging out until this ar- this this war is over <laughs> like you know some like someone's going to king's landing like like they're not yes. just, she's not just going to chill there until this army of the dead versus the humans is is done you know that, that's not going to work so um i love it i can see the night king going Burnt. going down to cersei yeah freeze it yeah. to the ground yeah freeze it to the ground and and um the the one, the other piece of corroborating evidence for that is that there have been multiple uh, visions? One, uh, Danny had one, and I think Bran had one as well. Where th- there's a clip from like season two or something, where Danny's walking through the throne room, and it's covered in what appears to be like snow, or like oh, like yeah. soot, soot or snow. But like now, you would think that's snow. It's another potential foreshadow that maybe the Night King goes to the Iron Throne and like you know wipes out King's Landing or something. Um, now you and can, then you, they have to go save King's Landing. Exactly. Or and you, but you could just as wow. you could just as easily make an argument that the snow is for like John Snow or something. So it, it could mean anything. But um, but yeah. So it's a lot of there's so many there's so many theories and stuff out there. We could talk about it for hours. But um, but yeah, we'll have to check back in as things go on. Any other any other thoughts? We spent a little a good amount of time on that one, but I think it's it's worth it for the Game of Thrones fans. This is just a only a question, and we could dodge this if it's taking too long, but. Why is John actually? I know why he is. He's a Targaryen bloodline, but where did he get the first name Aegon? Like, where did he get his name? I like believe Ned it's Stark just didn't, Ned, Ned Stark didn't tell anybody, and and the the girl, the, his sister who died, didn't tell anybody. Like, yeah. What, how, so how did how did just that get as, out? like the name passed down? Like it, he was supposed to be named that because he everyone's like, oh, he's Aegon Targaryen or whatever the guy's name is, and they're like. Who would have told him that? He's obviously he's he's definitely a Targaryen, but where did he get his first name from? Yeah, so I, that's a good question. I, I mean, because like there's that clip of Lyanna whispering that, right? Right. Um, but then the, I guess the question is, how did that leave that whisper? Right. Like like where where did right. it go to? Um, Ned Stark. I mean, unless Ned Stark told somebody, but who right, did he tell? Right. And like, how did they find that? I, out? I would have to go back because my current thought is that. Maybe in one of those scenes, he tells someone. I I, I don't like maybe just like uh, 
because Bran went back and looked at that stuff that was happening, right? And, oh, and yeah, like and maybe it, it must have happened there somewhere. Um, it was also, but it was also, I think, in the writing that like Sam, the the scriptures that Sam was looking at, I think. But and so that's a right. valid question of like how who who wrote it's, that? Like how, how do they know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's just like a a nitpicky thing yeah, that I'm yeah. I'm trying to determine how John knows his new first name, and I can't figure yeah. it out. Yeah, I th- I also thought it was kind of it was pretty funny, like how awkward John was, like after finding that out, he would just like walk away every time he'd see Danny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so exactly, that's not Game of Thrones either. Yeah. It's very it's very like sitcom. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And anyway, yeah, let's yeah, move on. Yeah, I, I think we should move on. So uh, <laughs> next topic in pop culture, we have you got something for us here. Taco Bell news. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, so Taco Bell news is back. We finally have some new Taco Bell news. Um, the new Nacho Taco. I'm sure you've seen the advertisements, Darren. I have. I have. How good does it look? It looks excellent. Um, That's correct. I think I... Th- so they have a Nacho Taco box. Is that correct? That's pro- it's probably how they do it. So, so yeah, yeah, so they, they always ar- announce a new box every time. I had Taco Bell last week. And let's go. And I got the nacho taco box, but I didn't realize it was like the new thing. So I actually don't really know which item was the nacho taco. I don't like I didn't in my mind. I didn't right. like distinguish it, but they were all good. So. Right. So the nacho taco, you probably had it. it. It's not it's not a crazy new contraption. It's basically just a taco with shell with Dorito shells. In right. It. So it's almost remember the burrito. Yeah. The burrito with Fritos in it. Uh, this is just a taco with with chips in it. Right. So almost the exact same thing, but taco form. Still very good. You can get a spicy version, which is really good. You can mm-hmm. get like the um, flaming Hot Doritos in it. So we're very pro the nacho taco. It's a dollar menu item. So they're rolling out new dollar menu items, which I'm always a fan of. Yep. The more things I can buy with $5, the better. So um, I've had it. It is good. It is, I would say, better than a normal soft taco. That's how I'm going to... Okay. It's, it's not going to be my go-to order. It's not going to blow anyone one away, but if you're deciding between a nacho taco and a regular taco... Got to go nacho. Get the darn, get the darn nacho taco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I like it. The other thing I'll, I'll add um, is that the nacho taco box that I got, first of all, amazing value, like everything there. It was like five bucks, and you get like right. you get like a burrito, a, a taco, and a nacho taco or something. Um and and you also in that box you get these cinnamon twists. Have you have you had those? I have. Are you a fan? I like them. Yeah. Well, I had very low expectations for what they were, but then they ended up being like the consistency of like chips almost. And I was like, oh, these are like nice and light. Like, I mean, they're pretty sugary, obviously, but like, I like them. I'll just add that in there. Wow. They surpassed my expectations. My <laughs> expectations were really low for them. So Derek, so you have your own Taco Bell news, huh? I do. Yeah. I guess that was it. I guess that was it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. How, how does it feel? You should do it that feels more great. often. I know. You, I know. You did, you did a great job. There's a Taco Bell near my office. Like, so it's like, yeah, I got to go more. I got to go more and start reporting back more. Wow. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, all right. Um, so that's it. But last but not least, we'll move on from Taco Bell. But one thing I just wanted to note, because it is hugely yeah. pop culture-esque, is Avengers Endgame comes out this weekend. Um, I need your thoughts. Are you excited about this? Um, so I like the Avengers movies, for sure. Um, this is, at for me, a bad time of year to be excited about this. Um, mm. I just I, I, I get so invested in the NBA and NHL playoffs that I... 
am not excited about to to answer your question in short. I'm not excited about Avengers Endgame. It's I don't mean that as any slant on the movie. I, I will see the movie for sure, but I, I it doesn't right now. It's not exciting me. Um, that said, I think it's going to be great. I think that the Avengers movies are awesome, and I, I liked the last one a lot. I thought the whole storyline with Thanos and everything was great, and I think. Um, I, I I like the movies a lot, but I'm not like gonna go see it when it comes like the second it comes out. What's your thought? Okay, I am excited about it. You're right. I like the Avengers movies, and I'm a little concerned at how much everyone else is excited about it. <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah. like the whole world is losing their mind yeah. over this movie, like they've never seen a superhero movie before, and there's been 15 yeah. this year. Like I, I get it that it's it's a cool, like there's a, there's a trilogy or however many there are and all of them are together and it's this final moment. Like I get that's cool, but there's, they're, they're coming out with a Spider-Man movie this week too. <laughs> yeah. Like literally. Yeah. So uh, like Spider-Man's in Avengers and may or may not die or did die in the last one. There will still be superhero movies in the future. There'll still, there were tons in the past. I don't see this as like, I don't know. I'm just I'm confused at the overhype. I mean, I think it's just yeah. whoever's doing the the marketing did an incredible job because um, this is just a good superhero movie. It's not. I don't know. I agree. I, I, I'm excited, but I'm confused about the level of excitement that I see out there. Right. I think I agree with that. I think I agree. I, I like I said. I, I definitely think the movies are great, and I'll, I will see them, and I will see this one. But um, you know, it's not. To me, it's not. This is like, for instance, this is not. This doesn't live up to the Game of Thrones hype. It shouldn't, right? Like, like this shouldn't. This shouldn't right. match what the Game of Thrones season eight hype was. But it almost feels like it kind of has, you know. It has. So, but yeah, yeah. So there you go. Excited, but not too excited for End- Avengers Endgame. Um, Put it in the books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? For pop culture. That's it for pop culture. All righty, cool. So that moves us into the second half, which will be sports. All righty, sports. So um, obviously a lot of important topics, but we'll kind of uh, not do a deep dive on sports today because we spent a lot of time on Game of Thrones and pop culture. Um, so we'll we'll run through you know basketball, hockey, football, um, NBA first. First round is coming to a close. Um, there are some games still wrapping up, but by and large, a very non-competitive first round of the NBA playoffs, um, mm-hmm. which is to be expected the way the NBA works. Um, and so, you know, even some of the middle league matchups people thought might be competitive for one reason or another did not end up being so. So moving into the, the next round in the East, we've got the Bucks and Celtics already locked in 76ers and Raptors already locked in, uh, in the West, we have golden state and Houston, which is probably the best, uh, at least the highest profile matchup we're going to have in the second round. And then we have Portland and Denver, which is kind of a more low key, but I think potentially still very good matchup. So um, now that we're down to eight teams that are a little bit more realistic of, I'm not going to go as far as to say that you could, you should expect anyone to, to take down golden state, but at least now these eight teams left are kind of legitimate teams as, as opposed to a lot of the teams that were in the first round. So what are your thoughts? But the Pistons, by the way, are like the worst team I've ever watched. So like, um, yeah, haven't they lost like 14 straight playoff games? I think so. That, that team was, I think they've lost the world, like the record for most consecutive playoff. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me that, that, they that did. team was it's a crazy. joke in the first round. Um, they're the definition of stuck in playoff. Yeah, limbo. for sure. They like are. they will, they will, they will, they have lost 
like what is that four straight series yeah, like basically they got, all they've sweeps. Been swept yeah. in four straight series yeah <laughs> like that's um, crazy but but so anyway so what's jumping out at you for the second round um where the matchups get a little bit tighter gotcha so if it plays out like it should golden state versus the rockets is the big one those are those are two high-powered offenses yeah. very fun to watch that's just going to be incredible basketball portland and denver can go kick rocks that's going to stink <laughs> Um, but shout out to John Wang and the Trailblazers. Damian Lowe was big nuts Dame Dash. In, in Game Five. He's a big Dame Dash yeah. guy. Uh, I, I'm with John Wang here. I'll root for them because uh, yeah. he's been a guest on the pod. Yeah. Seventy um, Sixers and Raptors. Meh. Could care less. Bucks and Celtics. I'm very, ex- I'm very excited yeah. about. Um, I'm a big Giannis fan, just like mm-hmm. everyone in the NBA. You're a big Celtics fan, just yep. like only people in Boston. <laughs> and. I think that the matchup's really good. I think yeah. both teams play really good defense. Both are well-coached. Um, they've got some vets. They've got some young guys. So I'm excited for the Golden State first, but a Bucks Celt second. Um, but yep. that, that's all I'll say right now. It's just the beginning. So looking forward to those. But what are your, what are your quick thoughts? Yeah, um, I will say, I mean, mostly the same as your thoughts, except I, I mean... I can sit here and say I'm I'm more interested in Portland Denver, but I won't watch any of those games. <laughs> like I mean, right? <laughs> but like I I am interested in that matchup. Like and it's West Coast. Yeah, like I'm not exactly. gonna be able to watch any of them at any time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And they're and they're gonna get the backseat out of these four matchups as far as like TV and stuff goes. So, mm-hmm. um, 76ers Raptors. I'm interested in only because the Celtics could play the winner if they advance, and like the Celtics and Sixers have always had a history, and so That's so I, I'm interested in that part. Um, but yeah, of course, Bucks Celtics. I think. I think again. I think it would be after Golden State Houston. Golden State Houston has the most intrigue for sure because of their history and their styles. But Buck Celtics is definitely next because you know you look at last year, right? Last year the Celtics were a one seed. The Bucks were an eight seed. The Celtics beat them in seven. Um, Celtics were missing Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, and so the Bucks are largely the same team as far as their star power goes as last year. But they went from an eight seed right. to the best team in the NBA. So like that tells you the jump that Giannis made as well as the jump that their role players made, right? And the Celtics added Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, who and Gordon Hayward is now kind of back, it seems. Like he's played really well. So the difference from last year, it's like it feels like both teams made equal jumps as far as their like their situation goes. The Celtics just on pure talent and the Bucks on the way they performed, right? So it's gonna. I think it's gonna be really interesting. I think the matchup is interesting. How do you defend Giannis with surrounded by shooters? Like that's another adjustment they made. Is they just mm-hmm. shoot threes and have Giannis drive, which is like, thank you if you're a Bucks fan. Like finally, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Just like put a bunch of three point shooters around Giannis and let him do everything, and then kick it out. You know. So I think they're a dangerous Giannis team. Giannis is basic. Giannis is basically the the real human version of that moment in Space Jam. <laughs> Where Michael Jordan's arm stretches out really, really, really far yep. from like the half court line. It's as close as you'll get. That's yeah. <laughs> the that's the human version of Giannis because he can do that from the three point line. He really basically. can. He really can. Like that's how that's how long and how little dribbles he needs to dunk the it's ball. It's insane. It, it is just insane. So, uh, good matchup to watch there. It'll be interesting to see how the Celtics attempt to defend the Bucks. I won't say to try to shut down Giannis because you can't do that. But how how you choose to defend him. Whether you let him get his and try to close, just make sure you close out every shooter. Like figuring that out is is a is a tough one for the Celtics coaching staff. Um, and you know the Bucks have their challenges as well, as far as they don't have great like defensive guard play and stuff like that. So you know matching up with Kyrie and and Jason Tatum and 
figuring out Al Horford. The defense for the Bucks is, I think, a question mark, but offensively, the Bucks know what they have to do. It's 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 really let Giannis take over and, and hit your shots, essentially. So, um, Fun fact. Yep. Did you know that 100% of teams that have had Greg Monroe <laughs> are left in the East? Yeah, Basically, Greg Monroe's, Gre- Greg Monroe's played on all four of the remaining teams within the past calendar year. <laughs> yeah. He he's played yeah, within like true. the last I think it's the last maybe a little year. over he's played yeah. on maybe a little maybe a year so I, or I think half. the yeah I think to get the to capture the Bucks you need to go a year and a half I think because he was on the Bucks to start of last season I think and then Celtics then Raptors then Sixers <laughs> yeah. so teams if you're looking for the the secret sauce to yeah. get you to the second round in the East just put Greg Monroe on your team just ten day contract and you will make it <laughs> ten day contract and you'll you'll win the first round exactly so that's that's that yeah. exactly so uh anything else on basketball uh nope good. just excited gonna be, for gonna be a good second round good. Five, the nba playoffs really start now you know for, for all intents and purposes right. oh shout out magic yeah magic uh yeah. we're still very happy we we won one game against the raptors but it was a very fun game uh we hit a game game winner i'm very i'm still very happy with the orlando magic and their performance even though they only went five games Still, yeah, super happy and proud of yeah. that team. I mean, that, that's that's a good season for them, and I think uh, strides in the right direction. First priority is keeping Vucevic this off season for sure. Um, right. So, moving from basketball into hockey, we're gonna just do this real quick. Get this out of the way, Steve. The, we, nobody knows what happened to the Lightning, and no one wants to talk about it. And everyone is shocked. Do you have anything to add? I am speechless. Uh, as you, as I don't, I agree with that. The whole state of Florida. So, the Lightning, for those who don't know, are the most watched, most excited. Like the Lightning is the Florida team. Like we can talk about the Bucks or the Magic now, or the Rays, right? and the Lightning are legitimately everyone, kids to adults, men, women, everybody loves the Lightning. They are just like the the hometown lovable team. That's the team that you can guarantee everyone likes. It's almost like it didn't happen. Yeah. It's almost like everyone when they went, they got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. The great one of the greatest hockey teams ever assembled just got <laughs> swept in the first round. It's almost like everyone just took off their lightning gear slowly and put it away and then never talked. Like I basically I just look at people and we shake our heads and go like, what the heck? And everyone's like, yeah. I don't know. And then we just go on with our day. It's and it's it's weird because no one knows how it happened or why it happened. But everyone in Tampa and Florida is just it's they just it's, don't speak it, about it. it. It's, it's just, shocking. I mean, like it is gone. Yeah, I feel like too many fans don't realize how shocking it was. Like, like I've tried to say this to people. This is the equivalent of the Warriors losing in the first round. Now, I, I won't say it's the equivalent of the Warriors like getting swept, right? Because I, I wouldn't equate the Lightning to the Warriors just because hockey is a different sport. But like, with how dominant the Lightning were, this is the equivalent of the Golden State Warriors losing in the first round in like five or six games. That that is actually yeah. the equivalent, and like. I don't know. It, like, I'll give a lot of credit to Columbus. I think Columbus, they obviously played outstanding, but it's just, it's just, it's it's crazy. No, no one really knows what to make of it. And so, kind of, I mean, do you have anything to add? I'm just going to real, do real quick the rest of the first round. Um, I, the, I don't. I, I wish I could add more. I just don't <laughs> know. I just don't yeah. understand. And I, it's going to haunt me for a year. Yeah, until I'm I mean Lightning are still going to be here but it, that that's one of those losses that really hurts you all the way through next year's first round, you know. That's the only cure. It's, it's like so painful. like you could have a you it's could so win the painful. president's trophy again next year. It's like it doesn't help until you win a playoff yeah, series like, next time through. Screw the president's trophy. Exactly. Right? Remember when I was like uh 
oh, whenever remember my take, I was like, yeah. oh, we should go for it. Like, don't rest, don't rest him. Go for it. Keep yeah. him loose. Now I changed my take. <laughs> rest him. Do any, do every, whatever you I did, mean, do it differently. <laughs> it, there, there's something don't, to be said. The Lightning didn't rest anybody against the Bruins at the end of this, the last game of the season, right? They did win. They did get tie the wins record. Um, I don't know if that's why they lost to the Blue Jackets or not, but it, you know, it's easy to second guess afterwards. It, you know, is it why they lost four games in a row? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. But they, fun fact, they they had never lost three games in a row yeah, during the season. Yeah. It's crazy, and they they had be, they had won three out of four against Columbus. Like it, it doesn't make sense. None of it made sense. It, um, nothing makes sense. But so it's a bad dream. Yeah. But so I haven't woken up yet. I'm still well, doing podcasts well, yeah, in my yeah. nightmare. <laughs> um. So for me now, the I couldn't really look forward to this. And the Bruins went seven games in the first round, just like they did last year. Now I can look forward to this. The Bruins are facing that same Columbus team now, so we're gonna find out like what's going on. We'll find out if Columbus is an actual buzzsaw, like like they look like. If they if they caught fire just very briefly, and then kind of and, and are gonna come back to earth, like we don't know what's gonna happen here. If it, if they play the way they did against Tampa, they're gonna beat the Bruins too, because the team that played against Tampa was just uh, incredible. So um, better the best team that's ever played hockey. It really, pretty much was like for those four games they yeah. kind of were. <laughs> so yeah. um, so there's that. I, I do want to quickly just talk about the rest of the first round in the NHL because it is so starkly contrasting from the NBA this year. Um, you look across the league in the NHL and this I don't this probably doesn't make you feel any better, but all three number 1 seeds who have finished their series, they all lost. So so the NHL had three number 1 seeds go down already and the other number 1 seed is playing in a game 7 tonight as we do this podcast and that's Washington. That's insane. Hmm. Like that's insane. Those are yeah. our four number 1 seeds might all lose in the first round. Um of the of the number two seeds, only two of them won. So two of them lost. Two of them won. So and and so the two seeds being the Bruins and the Islanders that won, and the Islanders it was against the Penguins, who a lot of people thought the Penguins were the favorite anyway. You know, so it's like even though they were the lower seed, so it is insane that almost every underdog won their series in the first round. It's like that. Like I saw somebody tweet that like it's an argument for making the this. You're gonna laugh at this, but. One of the NHL reporters was saying that it's an argument for making the playoffs even more expanded in the NHL. And, and, and like, obviously not. Like, right, there's six, 16 teams make it. But more I, than half the teams make the playoffs. Exactly. No, that, it's a ridiculous Which take. Is bad. It's a ridiculous take. Yeah. But I will say, like, what you can't really argue with is that the, the eight seeds are like legit competitive in the NHL. So it's like, I don't think it means expanded. I think it means like, you know, fighting for the eight seed is much more valuable than, than it is in the NBA, right? You fight for that eight seed in hockey. Like, cause if Columbus didn't fight for it, they wouldn't have made the playoffs, right? They were the very last seed. So, um, so yeah, I think the, the NHL playoffs have been insane. The last thing I want to mention, uh, cause I met, I told you before I would talk about it. The game seven that happened last night or, uh, Tuesday night between the Vegas golden Knights and the San Jose sharks was insane uh, you didn't see it correct no so i'm going to summarize what happened here uh vegas was up three nothing with 10 minutes left in game seven right that's a pretty good spot to be in um right was it tied three three uh no it was three nothing i mean the the series was tied. this was oh, game, game seven. seven yeah this right? is game seven vegas is up wow. on the road in san jose they're up three nothing with 10 minutes left in game seven um a very questionable call comes down on, on vegas they call a five-minute major penalty for cross-checking. It was really Ooh. Joe Pavelski had like an awkward fall and he got hurt. And I think they called it a major because he got hurt, not because of what the infraction was. It was like really shouldn't have been a major penalty. It was just a regular cross-check. But so as you as you may know, a major penalty 
if you score on a major penalty, the power play is not over. It keeps going, right? Right. So five-minute major penalty. The Sharks score four times on the major penalty. Four goals what? to take a four to three lead in game seven with five minutes left. Like wow. just the place was like going absolutely bananas, obviously, right? Like you score four yeah. power play goals on one power play to take the lead in game seven. And uh, then Vegas ties it with 40 seconds left to go to overtime. So like somehow all the momentum like gone after that. And then San Jose ends up winning in overtime. So like they, they, the comeback ended up still being true and they win in overtime. But like the most wild game seven. And I, I didn't get to see the end of it because it was so late. But um, I saw I saw pieces of that comeback and it was just crazy. So just uh, look up the highlights if you want to see it. It was it was excellent, excellent stuff as far as excitement value goes. Um, but yeah, first round of the NHL playoffs. Nothing, nothing like the first round of the NBA playoffs. So um, anything else on hockey you want to talk about? Uh, no, screw hockey. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All of it. Um, last topic, I guess just uh, we won't really talk about this, but the NFL draft is coming up on Thursday night, probably uh, the day of the podcast release. Um, mm-hmm. Any thoughts? I, I have not looked at NFL stuff very much at all. So I have not. I My only thought about this, when I'm not talking about any players, is that the NFL is doing a very bad job mm. of staying in the uh, consciousness yeah. of its fans. Because I care about basketball. I'm not a huge basketball guy, and I'm being flooded with basketball, but it's good basketball. It's like, yeah. oh, there's some drama with these people. Oh, something over here is funny. The playoffs are good. Like, they just keep Zion Williamson. Who's he going to sign with? What is his shoe contract going to look like? They just <laughs> yeah. have done a very good job of keeping basketball in the, the spotlight. And the NFL draft used to be this huge thing. And now I don't I don't even know who the Bucks are supposed to draft. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. and I'm not going to watch. I'm just I think the NFL is doing a bad job of staying the league's most popular or the world's most popular league or the, yeah. the U.S.'s most popular league. So. I that's my thought. That's, I think it's, it's kind of a tangential thought, but that's that's my. Thought. I agree, and I I think that the draft is at the wrong time in the in the NFL. I really do. Like like you're saying, it's right in the thick of like basketball and hockey playoffs. First of all, but um, yeah. but if you look at the NBA, right? Like you were just talking about Zion Williamson. Like every Zion Williamson was in. I mean, if you look at the timeline in both ba- in basketball with college and NBA together, timeline's so brilliant, right? Like basketball, Zion, 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 March Madness. Like no one even remembers Virginia won the championship because everyone's talking about Zion and like right. like all the way through March Madness ends NBA playoffs start playoffs go on for two months second the 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 second that the Golden State Warriors who or whoever wins the championship this year <laughs> the second after that happens guess what the, guess what we'll be talking about Zion NBA Williamson draft. going number one overall draft lottery is is just happened the week before and the draft right. is literally the next week like the NFL needs that right like the NFL should be. Yeah. Patriots just won the Super Bowl. Rams were so close. Who are the Rams going to draft? I don't know. Like, let's look at who they're going to draft, right? But instead, they right. give these instead teams three like, months to prepare. Yeah. Or instead, we're like, oh, look, Johnny Manziel just threw an interception. <laughs> yeah. The AAF. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's football. And then right? started making mature like, oh, comments no. about saving your money. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the AAF folds, and the NFL's like, whoa, we got a draft coming up yeah. <laughs> in a couple months. Just bad. Like, it's just yeah, not, it's not great. You're right. The, the NFL has not done just a good do it job. right after the Super Bowl. I'm still a fan. Yeah, still a fan. I agree. Still rooting. For and the by NFL. the way, just just so I can clarify this, that what I just proposed would not help my team. It would hurt my team. Right. The Patriots being a team right. that gets deep in the playoffs often, they'd have less time to be ready for the draft. But I still think that it's 
ridiculous that like yeah that's a, that's a downside right like you got to have a, a scouting staff that's going to get ready for the draft that's what other sports do right like right. Danny Ainge if he's in the NBA finals yeah but he's also got to get ready for the draft you know like listen Derek we get it all of your teams are good that's <laughs> that, that wasn't what I meant but it is, is currently accurate La- last fun fact about that which blew my mind this is the first time ever Steve ever that all four Boston ever. teams won a playoff series in the same round in the same year can you wow. can you believe that? It's true. I can believe it, and I hate it. I hate you. Just a just a round. One round. I feel like I, I feel like I have that conversation all the time with you. Like, oh, your teams are good. I hate yeah. you. Like, next. yeah, it happens a lot. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see how far this one anyway, goes. So, yeah. anything else on sports before we kick it to the final drive? That is it for sports from me. All right, I think it is for me as well. So. Final drive, do you want to go first or you want to go second? I want to go first, first. Derek. All right, I had no clue what you are picking there. Yeah. Good, that's the point. Um, my final drive this week is Black Klansman by Spike Lee. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of it, right? Yep. It was an Oscar-nominated movie. Very good. Got a lot of great reviews. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give my... Uh, Avocado's ranking before I talk about it just because um, it's a very interesting movie and I don't think my rating reflects on what I think people should watch it as right. so 82% Steve Nicholas Avocados not certified guac but I think everyone should watch it okay. um, it's a very very funny movie it's a well done movie and it's also very serious at the same time um, it's Spike Lee so it's it's a little trippy. It's a little wacky, um, but it they we they weave. It's it's um, done in the seventies. Uh, a black guy infiltrates the uh, Ku Klux Klan and basically uh, starts messing with them from the inside. It's actually a very very cool story. It's based on a true story, um, but they weave in some uh, current events hmm. like on purpose, and it's very I don't know. It's just. It was very poignant, for lack of a better term. Right. I know that's like a an uppity word, but <laughs> it's so it's just well done, and it's it's deep, and it's funny, and it's uh, it's a true story. So it's actually like a cool historical event, um, well acted. Uh, I, I I recommend everyone watch it. Um, as a movie, it's still it's not a great movie, but it's worth a watch for sure. So Black Klansman, um, Spike Lee. I think it comes out on HBO very soon oh, if nice. not already so if you have an hbo subscription you can watch it very soon so 82 percent steve nicholas avocado black clansman all right there you go 82 percent sounds like it is worth a watch for me when it gets to hbo black clansman mm-hmm. by spike lee um my final drive is going to be about the return to smoothie life so steve and i used to do smoothies uh, when we lived together and then i kind of like uh, smoothie steve, life. steve did smoothies a lot longer than i did i kind of gave up sooner than he did um as far as the effort goes and then like I was recently like, why would I give up on that? Like, what? Well, it's not that hard, right? So, I, I rejoined Smoothie Life. So, just get get your fruits and your veggies, right? Get a Nutribullet or a Magic Bullet or whatever. Um, I got a Nutribullet recently, and uh, just great way to you know skip on the bad foods and just have a smoothie, right? It's like a good, good thing to do. My secrets are going to be two interesting kind of superfood type things that I discovered during my research when being like, hey, what should I put in my smoothie, right? Um, First one is chia seeds. So you might have heard of chia seeds. You might use them already. Chia seeds are these like 
crazy superfood, like insanely high in fiber. Put two scoops of them in with some water. It turns into this like gel like substance, right? That's perfect for your smoothies. So I just mm-hmm. put some chia seeds in a Tupperware, mix some water in. And then for the week, I have my chia seed gel for the week. And you just can dump in a couple spoonfuls of it into your smoothie. It's a great addition, right? Tons of, of, uh, of nutritional value. The second one, and this one kind of applies to, it could apply to smoothies, but also you could just put this in your coffee too. So that's the other trick about this one is coke, coconut oil. Have you ever used coconut oil, Steve, oh. in your in your coffee? Not in my coffee. I've, All right. I've put it in my hair. So, the, <laughs> so I, I recommend not getting the hair one because I think that one has a few extra chemicals in it to keep it in liquid form. But if you go to like the grocery store and you get coconut oil, it's actually solid or not like not like rock hard, but it's like it's, it's slightly in a solid form and it melts at a very small increment up. So like if you literally put it on your finger, it will start to melt, right? Um, so coconut oil, like one spoonful of it in your coffee apparently, uh, is this type of like, I don't know, chemical term, like something triglyceride, like some sort of fat that is not actually stored as fat. It just, the body takes it and puts it straight into energy, if you can believe it. That's what that's what the internet tells me. So um, I don't know a spoonful of coconut oil is actually helps to burn fat and give you energy as opposed to store it as fat. So that's what that's what the internet's telling me and that's what I'm I'm buying into and I'm trying it out. So that's uh you can put it in your smoothie. I guess it's related to that, but it's kind of the other thing I found. So I, I actually even put that in my coffee cool. instead. So there you go. There's a couple little tips to to look into and see if you want to try them out for yourself. So there's Derek's healthy Derek's tips. Derek's healthy tips. That's what I call that final drive segment. He's a he's a smoothie boy. Smoothie again. boy at last after a hiatus. <laughs> Um, so there you go. I think that's it for episode 128. It was a good episode, I think. Lots of stuff to cover. I felt like it was a good episode. I agree. That, that's a wholesome episode. How long episode. was it? Uh, we won't know yeah. until I edit it together, but it's somewhere in the 50-something range, looks like. Right. Under an hour. So that's what we want. So there it is. Unless we talk for Unless we just like keep going. Right. Yeah, so that would be good. Uh, so that's all we got for episode 128. We will see you guys next time and more Into the Game of Thrones season, of course, for episode 129. Later days.